Once upon a time, there were six strangers. Strangers who, despite the best efforts of the coronavirus, got together for a virtual game of D&D. That game turned into another game, which turned into yet another game, which turned into a campaign. By then, the strangers, who had started to become friends, said, Hey, since we're playing and we need those notes anyways, why don't we record it and release it as a podcast? This is the story of the players and the characters in that campaign. This is the story of gold and glory in Season 3, The Shadow Conclave. Okay, welcome to our D&D podcast. First thing you gotta know, we're not voice actors. We're not even actors. We're just a bunch of regular folk who wanted to play D&D during the coronavirus pandemic. Next thing you gotta know, this ain't your run-of-the-mill D&D game. It's an Acquisitions Incorporated game, which means it's gonna get weird, corporate, and have a bunch of acting in-jokes. Last thing you gotta know, it's a homebrew game, which means if you're looking for adventures on the Sword Coast, or in Tal'Dorei, or in Wildmar, you're not gonna find them here. But if you're looking for something a little familiar and more than a little different, onwards to Golden Glory. Freelance agent Helfix the Breaker Moonshadow accepts a lucrative adventuring contract from Drawn Enterprises to investigate strange goings-on in his old hometown, Moonshadow on Haven. Accompanied by subcontractors Enigma and Pi the Talking Cat, our artificer extraordinaire braves a family reunion and peer pressure to inhale psychedelic myconid spores. Now... Helfix, I need you to make a constitution save, please. Uh, 17? 17, okay. That is enough to be able to resist the effects. So going through is almost this kind of, uh, you know, sensory overload, psychedelic twirling sensation. And you're doing your best just to kind of hold on to your uh, initial sensation. Had you failed the saving throw, you would have been kind of discombobulated because you don't have the psychedelic inoculation that is provided by um, inhaling the mushroom spores. And you might have had some deleterious effects. But because you managed to make your saving throw, you and Enigma and Pi emerge into the other end. Now, all of a sudden, woof, like where you were in darkness, you know, quite a bit of it, just with the slightest edge of, of bioluminescence, you're now in very bright sunshine, like like beaming and blaring, and all of a sudden you hear noises everywhere around you, and things kind of smash and, you know, hit into the sides of your legs, and uh, 
Pi, especially at your shorter height, you feel yourself kind of knocked around and you make contact with something or multiple things that are kind of, you know, ramming into you and they're, uh, you know, they like, and um, they, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard surface. And then all of a sudden you hear this, like this kind of Doppler effect noise of something moving with incredible speed. All right. What do you guys do? What I'm looking around. What am I seeing? Okay. You are. Am I still kind of. No, you know, there's something, you know, after having gone through the the effect, like that mediating that whole transition, actually breathing in the, the, the spores and it kind of helping to relax your own, your own sensations mm-hmm. because you were more relaxed you're actually feeling okay okay right so you come out on the other end but now it's like you know a very hard transition into a completely different scene you find yourselves all in the middle of this intensely crowded there's no other way to say this city metropolis of steel and chrome and brass and bright metals. All around you, there are kind of stone structures and buildings the, uh, the of the like you've never seen before, reaching like skyscrapers tall, tall, tall into the heavens. You can see strange curving arcing pathways and some sort of vehicle that is on the top of it zooming by, uh, you know, several levels um, around you. And like, it is like you've never seen anything like this before ever in your even your wildest imagination you have not seen this like, right is there now a place for pie to hide well it's actually well yeah i i mean there's 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 alcoves and there's there's all kinds of stuff but but what you guys are actually struggling with and the reason why and you feel yourself almost buffeted and kind of moving like you're you're stuck in a river and the river is moving you forward except for you're not in a river you're in a literal stream of these strange metallic looking organisms with like a huge single eye that's kind of looking around and you know it's it's covered in some sort of strange metallic disc and then you can see other ones and like they're like rolling on the ground excuse me and it kind of um you know bumps into you and then excuse me can you speak doesn't understand what's going on he would hide immediately okay and then you look forward and you also see like other ones and like they're making and they look like cubes of metal again with like a central eye or some of them actually have two eyes on an eye, eye stock and they're all kind of like little bursts of steam are kind of puffing out okay, from I'm them. I'm trying to get their attention. Do okay. You, do any, do I get their attention? Can I get their attention? Hello? Okay. I'm like waving my arm. Okay, so um, one of them kind of whirls over to you and like, you know, the, the single eye kind of focuses on you and says, Anomaly. Who are you? Where are we? We, who are you? My name is Enigma. You should not be here. You are crowding up the uh, walkway of the Avenue of Accordance. Please, we are attempting to stay on time so that we can do our duties upon Mechanus. 
Now, please, if you do not mind, we must continue our work so we can get to the Hyperloop Accelerator. Can you tell us where we can go? Excuse me. Okay, and then like another one, like, I mean, like there are literally, like you are in a literal stream of these these creatures everywhere. Now, there's some that seem to be, I don't know, taller than the others. And in fact, they're not even cubic. They're more like a a four-sided dice kind of upside down pyramid and they have like little hands and they're just kind of they walk a little bit slower yeah and they, they actually have multiple eyes that are looking out all of the vertices and there's these strange creatures just kind of made out of, of, of metal and they're like almost like a little spider going and uh, yeah like one of them passes your area this is really weird is um this is messed up uh and Hellfix is going to try and he wants to i i i, I hate that pi hid i don't know if Hellfix would have had a chance to do this before pi hid but um to activate the protection cannon because the protection just gives you temp hp okay that's all i don't think we're gonna get into a fight yet but he's trying to find um pie for certain and and like get a hold why don't you give me uh a perception roll please and i want pie you to roll your stealth to see how it counters well pie did not hide very well (laughs) (laughs) hi pie is kind of like his and and part of it is like he's up against the edge of like a block of metal or something like that but because his hackles are up it it's very obvious that it's kind of sticking out like even though he the physical bulk of his body is actually hidden well it's the extra fur that's poofed up to make him almost twice the volume that he normally is that makes him very, very noticeable. So, yeah, I would say... Let's look around for like two seconds like, like, pie, pie, oh, oh, God, gosh darn it, come here. And And again, one of these like strange kind of vehicle chariot carriages or trains or whatever just kind of goes by. Mind the doors. Mind the doors, please. Next step, circadian way. And then you can see, like, all of these creatures, like, in perfect synchronicity, actually line up. And, like, the spheres go into one line. The cubes go into another. The 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 uh, the um, the pyramids kind of go into another. And in a very orderly, systematic fashion, fashion they either roll or they clump or they, you know, they, 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 they tinkle over. And then they get onto this strange vehicle thing and the doors open and then the doors can I shut climb on top what's that since it, he's not hidden can he climb on top of it on top of the vehicle yeah uh Is like a roof? okay so you you would have to get pretty close now the problem is you're in this literal river of these strange mechanical creatures that are moving this other train thing is is in the distance a little bit so you'd have to walk over and make so your way close you're not close right enough like there is a platform oh, we close i apologize yeah no no it's not like immediately where you are but you kind of see it like stop maybe about 30 or 40 feet on a and platform nearby and does it look nearby. like all of the beings we are with are heading towards that platform? Many of them are. Now, if you kind of take a look at, like there's almost a precision to all of it in that the ones that are going towards the train 
to get on board the Hyperloop thing. They all get on board and they're all, they know their destination. Other ones are kind of going down like a side street and some of them are turning off. Others get on board these kind of lifts and platforms that go up into the air and it like, it takes them several stories and they kind of disappear into the upper superstructure. It's crazy. Think about an ant colony. Yeah. And the precision that is like, they all seem to know where they're going. Like to you, an outsider, you may not know what's going on, yeah. but they're following some very yeah. specific paths. Okay. I want to try talking to someone this again, and I'm going to use persuasion on them to get them to actually okay. talk. Okay. So uh, which type do you uh, wish to talk to? I'm going to talk there's to... There's the spheres, a, there's the cubes, there's the triangles, the, the, the triangle the pyramids. ones. Okay. I'm going to talk to a pyramid one. Okay. What do you say and how do you approach it? Okay. Um, hello. We're new here. Can you, can you help us out? Where have you come into this convergence? It would seem to me that you are disrupting um, the order of things. We're, we don't mean to. We were brought here. We didn't want to come here. We came here by accident, but we don't know how to leave. So could you help us? Have you spoken to the progenitors? Where are the progenitors? They are, of course, in the Tower of Concordance. And where's that? Well, you take the Hyperloop, you know, at the sixth station, and it shall arrive there. Now, if you excuse this me, I have station? things to do. Is this the sixth station? No, of course not. This is the Avenue of Accordance. Okay, how do I get to Why the sixth station? Why do you station? not understand this? All you are doing is creating a disruption in the order and the ways of things. I understand that. You should not be here. We, I, have to get to work. Now, if you will excuse me. Excuse me. No, wait, wait, and it wait. trundles no, off. No, no, no. I want to use persuasion. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Sure, of course you can. Of course you can. <laughs> Is there anything I can read? 24. 24. So can I, please, can you give me the directions to the sixth station, please? Okay. Just simply, is it obvious? Get on the Hyperloop accelerator, ensure that you have a ticket, and make sure you go past Circadian Way, the intercolumnar resonance, to the Tower of Concordance, and of course you will arrive. And how do I get a ticket? Well, you purchase it at the station. And now what, I must well, go. No, what type of money do you need to purchase it? What do you use to purchase things? Why, standard Mechanicum units. Do you, could I borrow some Mechanicum units? I don't have any. I am unable to assist you in this. I, I apologize. You think that I wow. have a... While he's, she's having this conversation, can I and I hear about mechanical units? It uh -huh. sounds sparkly and shiny. I'd like to see if he, if he has any and steal some from him. Okay, excellent. Uh, give me a, a sleight of hand uh, check, please. Uh, sure. Dice don't fail me now. <laughs> uh, that would be an 18. Oh, okay. You managed to get like at least five kind of almost like tokens that are kind of made out of platinum and some kind of shiny material. They're embossed on both sides. And, you know, on the one side, it's like, do your part. And then the other one is like, all oh, hail the Primus and that sort of thing. So basically, you've got these kind of coins, uh, about five of them. Now, I will say Helfix. Okay, you're an artificer and an engineer and a tinkerer by 
both race and trade. This is taking mechanical innovation to the furthest extremes that you have ever been able to imagine. Yes, you're a very skilled um, you know, tinkerer and inventor, and you've made some really impressive things, but this entire place, everything about it is a mechanical marvel. Excuse me. And like, you know, like you are starting to move forward. Now, I will say that you almost have, unless you specifically want to resist and create resistance well, against the flow, you are being pushed forward. Well, I think we want these. to go to the train. To the train? Okay. Yeah. So, so this other platform. Okay. Yeah. So they've... I let them push me towards the platform. Okay. So what about the other two of you? Do you allow yourself to be kind of moved in that direction? Um, yeah, because I, I, I would want to pocket the shiniest of the five coins, and then I want to brag and show... Um, uh, uh, oh, uh, Helfix. No. Um, Enigma? Enigma. I would, want to I would want to brag and show Enigma, you know, the other four, like, haha, see what I got. Can I have one? Look, they're mine. They're shiny. I know. Oh, you can have one. I can have one. That's all I want. Thank you. Okay. Hopefully that's it. Okay. One of these kind of train contraptions kind of you know, comes to a stop. The, the doors open. <laughs> Next stop, Arcadian, Architrave, Circadian Way, Intercolumnar Resonance, and Tower of Concordance. That's where we want to go. Let's get in this one. I, I, I want to look please. for, uh, and I want to see if there's any signs of whether this is like ticket booth or, or something of that nature. Uh, give me an investigation or perception check. Uh, probably investigation then. Okay. Ooh, crit. So 27. <laughs> okay. So actually fairly near to your position, you see that there's these kind of large, they almost look like boxes with some strange lights on them. And they have a bunch of handles and stuff like that. And you can see a bunch of the spheres kind of roll up. They kind of go over. They put um, like one of the silver tokens in and they pull some sort of lever. And another thing comes out and it gets stamped by some sort of mechanism. And they kind of take it and they roll off and they go into the train. This is, uh, so I'll, I'll tell Enigma, says, uh, we need to go here first. Okay, let's go there, but we got to hurry. Okay, Helfix. Hey, Helfix. And Nomish, I yell, Helfix, come on, hurry up. <laughs> Helfix has just been like, uh, in, in, a, in a, not a daze, there's a term for it, uh, but he's been like staring at this thing and slowly pulling out a notebook to take notes and is like, oh, oh, right. <laughs> 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 okay. So you guys kind of, you know, um, come up against the, the kind of box thing. You It's not that complicated. Right. You watch a couple other the spheres do it, yeah. one of the, you know, and so you figure out how that's all done and it stamps your thing and then you get this kind of flattened little piece of metal and you kind of get that. And then, you know, you actually get in line with everybody else. Now, just as the doors kind of, you know, begin to open, all of a sudden there's this boom. And then, like, something weird happens in the sky, almost like it kind of flashes and turns color. For a second, it flashes purple, and there's this weird kind of lights that kind of fill the sky, almost like Aurora Borealis type of thing. Bong! And then, like, you hear everyone, all these, like, strange 
mechanical creatures. Like they look up towards the sky and like before this, like you've seen them and they're all so orderly and they all right. like, you know, do that. And all of a sudden, like they don't know what's going on. And you start to get this mass panic effect. It's like, what's that? What's happening? That's not supposed to happen. It isn't. What? What's that weird color in the sky? Oh my god, the sky is falling! And then, like, you, you get this panic starting to spread throughout the entire group. I want you guys to make acrobatics or athletics check to see whether or not you actually are able to stand up in the panic that is ensuing. Great. Is there, like, a lamppost or something I can climb? Uh, yeah, there could be. Uh-huh. Okay. That's where I'm headed for. Twelve. Nice. For Hellfix, that's uh, Athletics Dirty 20. Okay, so Hellfix, you kind of anticipate this and you kind of move off to a side. Um, and then what about you, Pi? Uh, acrobatics 12. Ooh, okay. Both you... Oh, wait, plus seven. Oh, uh, plus seven? Okay, that, that's fine. Plus you totally get up on one of the boxes <laughs> and you kind of avoid like this, this stream. And like again, the once orderly movement of this river of... Of, of constructs is now exploding into chaos, right? It like literally, like they aren't, they don't know what to do. And you find yourself, Enigma, swept up in all of this. You fall prone and you will take six points of bludgeoning damage. I'm putting on my armor. Okay, guys, you see Enigma disappear beneath. A, a, a stream of these mechanical constructs and she it they are being swept oh my god <laughs> alpha <laughs> are being swept further into the current away from the 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 uh the the, the, the station or the platform what do you do i would like to uh, uh bang on my drums a bit and give her a little bit of inspiration nice i'm gonna put so on for whatever my you have you have a uh, whatever my inspiration die is I okay. would also like to point out that because I had activated my um, protection thing earlier, they have um, eight temporary hit points. So that six is just knocks the temp HP okay. down to two. All right. So, yeah, like, I mean, whatever it is, it, you manage to kind of avoid that for the mail, but still, you're being kind of, you know, swept away. I am still putting on my armor of Agathis. Oh, you're casting the armor of Agathis. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then that gives everybody 25 cold It's not everybody, damage. it's just oh, you. Oh. Oh, those around you who are impacting? A creature takes the cold damage when it hits you with a melee attack. Okay. When you have the temporary hit points. So I have 25 temporary hit points. Okay, I'm just going to do a little check here to see if any of these creatures are panicking. Uh-oh, yeah. it failed. Okay. One of them is like, oh, the sky is falling! And it basically rolls in and smashes into you. As this happens, poof! There's this explosion of ice and 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 shards of 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 you know cold energy that just kind of you know flash out and all of a sudden they dig into this um in into this uh the 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 construct and it basically goes oh malfunction malfunction and zoom, and it kind of falls on the ground uh yeah so basically you've discharged part of your armor into yeah. it and it basically it it rolls over and it's not moving anymore and like there's little sparks that are coming out of it all the Mod modrons around you they're kind of reacting and they're like what is going on there's this weird stranger doesn't look like us um it's emitting this 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 kind of uh nimbus of 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 light what do you do I now that I have space, uh -huh. I get up. <laughs> okay, and and they're like 
giving you like wide berth. All of them like just <laughs> scatter and like all of a sudden like where you were once surrounded, like there's this whole like ten foot circle around mm-hmm. you and they're just like away. Good. Okay. Okay. What do the rest of you do? Uh, I go near my friend uh, uh, Enigma and uh, and I kind of speak out and say, uh, uh, yeah, so we're getting on this tram now. <laughs> you should leave us alone. Alphax. Yeah, Helpix is going to go over to the fallen um, construct, and are they particularly big? Can, can I pick it up? They're relatively small, like it's about a size of a halfling, but it is dense. It's made out of metal and ceramics and things like that, so you can pick up part of it, but it's quite heavy. Ah, uh, darn it. I wanted... Um, Helpix is going to turn to the other and say, uh, I feel like we should fix this before we get on the tram. Do you think we have a minute or is whatever that, that was an uh, emergency? Yeah, no, yeah, I think that uh, this might be bigger emergent. There are more urgent things than... Next stop, Architrave Arcadian, Circadian Way, Intercolumnar Resonance. And we need to get on this, Tower this whatever Concordance. this is. Please yeah, present your boarding passes. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, and I'll fix just follows them. <laughs> okay, you kind of get on. Um... Okay, so yeah, you've managed to kind of create the space and all of like around you, like they're, they're avoiding. So you actually have this kind of opening, which allows you to actually get on board uh, the train. And then all of a sudden, please mind the doors and it kind of shuts. You find yourself in the middle of this strange kind of tubular contraption. It's actually a little bit weird and it feels enclosing, but you see all of these Modron eyes look at you and like they are as far back as they, they could possibly be and like they are scared of you because you still exhibit like you just downed one of them yeah and like they see you basically and they're like they don't even know what to react and they're like what are we gonna do the sec the sky is falling where do we go the, is work still on work yeah, i say in hellfrex her ticket <laughs> okay Helfix is a he, by the way. Um, yeah, Helfix is a dude. Uh, sorry, I don't sound like one. Um, why do <laughs> sorry, they? I, I, want clarify, I want to clarify. Why do they think the sky is falling? I'm, I'm not sure I understood what happened. Because there, there was something that happened in the sky, and it got all colorful. Yeah, like the sky just got colorful. That's it. Well, it violently, like, it's it's like a storm. So so imagine... It is like a storm, but it's like the, nothing physical happens, happened yet. That no, you're, like that you're aware of. But, but, but for, for, from a perspective perspective, right? Say that you, you know, were, you came from a tribe and you've never, ever before seen the sky turn green before a tornado. And all of a sudden the sky turns green. You'd be pretty freaked out. Right. And so this is basically a society. Or the sun disappears. Or the sun. Yeah. Like there, there, there's a freaking eclipse. Right. Yeah. Like this is like the Modron equivalent of that. Right. And okay, it's yeah. worse because. And, and like I get that. I just wanted to make sure we weren't in danger. Okay. Fair enough. We're good. But well, I like to go to the pretty lights in the sky. Okay. Now you can kind of. Because they're pretty. You can see it now. Interestingly, you see flashes of purple and lightning kind of illuminate uh, an area within the city that is probably, you know, five stops down. Like, you know, so it's, it's pretty far away. But I mean, is it where we're going? 
we don't know. It's you're not exactly yeah. sure, but yeah. I, I mean, certainly there seems to be like and like there's swirling kind of clouds of weird colors and darkness that are just kind of coming out of the area, and like is is freaking out all the Modrons, like they're just going nuts. Next stop, Avenue of Concordance, and then the the train kind of slides to a halt, and then opens up. All the Modrons get out <laughs> and they basically leave. And like some of them don't, like they, they seem really confused because this is not their stop. This is not where they're supposed to get off. Yeah. But they get off because they're scared of you guys. Now, you, the doors close and um, next stop, Circadian Way. I would be like, it's not us. It's the sky. It's the sky. The sky. Okay. Well, there's no okay, one fine. here in the train car to listen to you at this point. You're basically, you know, you've got a lot of space. It's kind of weird because you were packed in before. Um, and then, you know, within a, a couple more minutes, the, the train arrives at the next stop. Next stop, Circadian Way. That's Which one is our stop again? The last one, the Tower of Concordance oh, okay. or something. Tower of Concordance, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we stay on the train. Can I go to the driver and be like, "There's no one on this train. Can we just go?" No, 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 no. That, that that's not true. Okay, so so it, it's basically subway. So your subway car has been completely emptied because they're afraid of you. But there's other oh, okay. subway cars, presumably, and you don't know because it's you can't really see into them, but. You know, if you guessed, they, they probably have a presence on those ones. You'd have to go into like the next car to kind of figure that out. Yeah, no, I think at this point, I just, I, I lazily stretch out and take up three seats on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> I like your cat. Okay. So you pass the next stop, the intercolumnar resonance. And then finally, last stop, Tower of Concordance. Exit. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. You guys kind of roll out and you can see what appears to be a giant tower of glass and metal and gears. And it looks like a clock tower gone mad. Okay. And so all on the outside, like you see all of these interlocking gears that are kind of turning in a very specific order. And one gear interlock with another one turns with another. And then the tower itself kind of shifts in positions. But you can see in the sky, there is at the top of this tower, what appears to be I don't know, a collection or a nexus of lightning or lightning-like energy that is just arcing madly into the sky. And it does appear to be the source of whatever weirdness is happening atmospherically. And you can see like the entire sky begin to shift and change colors and gather almost all these storm clouds. Whereas previously, and you look at the rest of the city, it's like clear sky. I think the tower is the cause of the issues. How tall is this tower? It is immense. Uh, you know, like, there's no equivalent in medieval society or fantasy world type of thing. Um, th those of you who have traveled to the Imperial City know the Imperial City to have, like, huge, massive spires that tower multiple levels. But this somehow seems to even surpass that. And again, all in this modern steel, very clean lines 
of, of an architecture style that you just don't even understand. Do I see any of those lifts like I saw in the other place? There or appears to be sort of like, you know, doorways and things like that. And like there's this huge kind of like big circular rotating entrance. And you can see orderly lines of all these different modrons basically going into the different uh, input points. And they're basically following like the glass doors as they kind of revolve around. And then they just seem to go further inside the building. You can see that there are some things that are like lifts or whatever in the inside of the building uh, and you can see like there's you know again similar to what you saw in the rest of the city when some of the modrons got on board these kind of platforms and then they zoomed up into the mm -hmm. sky you have something similar within enclosed structures in the inside of the superstructure and we needed to go see who the the yeah, yeah i'd like to try to convince uh you know people the, the modrons at the front of the line that we need to go in early. We need to cut in line here because we are like uh, a repair center. We are outside contractor repair center. Uh, we are specialists here to fix an internal problem. It is truly an emergency case. Uh, and I understand that we're breaking the normal order of things, but it is in order to get things back on schedule. Okay, give me a persuasion roll, please. Uh, can I, well, is it, it's, uh, I think it's more a deception check. Or either, whichever you prefer. <laughs> All right. Uh, 19 plus 13 is 20, 32. Okay. So their reaction is a little bit less having to do with you convincing them and more of them like they don't know what to do with a cat and this kind of tall human creature plus this gnome that looks completely foreign to them. And they just basically... I still have my armor on. So yeah. And, and looking frozen. Yeah. And, and like, they just basically back away and it's like, yeah, sure, buddy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get in line? Knock yourself out. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, so then we cut in front of the line so we get into the building. Okay, so you actually join the line and you manage to kind of merge in and then you kind of enter the building. Okay, so uh, as you enter, you're in this basically giant glass atrium area and like there is almost like a reception desk and there's all these modrons that are kind of there and everyone's kind of milling about. But you notice that a lot of the modrons, especially like the spheres, they're like rolling around almost as if they don't really know what to do. But then all of a sudden, there is like a whistle-like noise and you hear the crackling of the lightning and the thunder almost on the outside of the building. And all of a sudden, <laughs> all of the cubes, they actually kind of get in an orderly line and they start marching towards a lift. Same thing happens with these kind of uh, pyramid ones, like they're kind of rolling and, and kind of tick-tocking over, and then the spheres actually do so. So where once there was confusion and chaos, and chaos there now doesn't seem to be any, and, and they're in fact resuming that drone-like behavior and okay. are starting to move towards different lifts. What do you do? Well, is there anyone at the reception? You said there was a reception. Sure. They're, they're, now, this is a really weird creature, okay? It almost looks like it's like a like a three-dimensional pentagon. Okay. So, like, think about, like, an extended crystal that has, like, five sides but multiple facets. Yeah. 
and it's got like eyes in all of the different sections. Present uh, authorization for uh, activity for today, 36594, plus identification. I'm sorry. Uh, present identification for I, your... I got that, but I don't have any identification. Then I am um, sorry to say that you will have to go back in line. Please make sure that you apply for the uh, proper uh, authorization forms 26B962. I'm sorry, uh, and I kind of have another. Um, can you? Can you what, what's your name? I am forty-six five dash seven. Forty-six five dash seven. That is a wonderful name. Beautiful name. Man. Thank you. Um, can I, I? I would just like to make a suggestion that maybe that you can give us all the paperwork and stuff that all three of us need to go uh, up to the top of this tower. And I cast suggestion. Ooh. <laughs> okay, roll. Oh, I guess I have to roll, right? You need to make a wisdom saving throw. 16. That is a fail. Ooh. <laughs> right away. We have uh, Form 26-9. Um, that will give you authorization into the subsector of the West Meridian, and that will give you access to the intercolumnar extension. Um, would you like a um, accelerated access um, um, a, a grant? Yes, please. Very yes, please. well. We will g give it to you. Um, and uh, please note this is courtesy of um, the Primus. That's who we want to see. Excellent. Have a wonderful day and productive um, sojourn. You too, numbers. Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Let's go see the Primus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you take like a lift up. And the lift actually shifts direction. So it goes up for a little bit. Then it actually kind of changes directions. Uh, the, 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 um, the, 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 the base of the lift actually turns and then it, it kind of goes inside towards the center of the building and you kind of, you know, click onto one area, click onto other area and then you kind of open up. Okay. okay. Uh, Pi is completely disturbed by this. And uh, is there a wall part of this lift? Uh, yeah, no, but it's kind of like one of those like glass lifts. And so like, you know, like the even the floor is kind of made out of crystal. So you can kind of see all the way through. Probably well, doesn't bother a Pi flattens him to like a pancake on the floor. And, like, <laughs> and, like, He's like, I don't like this. <laughs> it's okay, Pi. Okay. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> Um, it kind of, and then you hear this like release of steam, and then uh, like a, a kind of green flashing light is there in front of you. Beep, beep, beep. Is this where the Primus is? Beep. Now, who are you talking to? Well, yeah, I think it's time to get off. Yeah, I think it's time to get off. So. How? What do you mean? Well, how do you get off? Wait, wait, is there, are we not at like through a the door? <laughs> <laughs> through the door? Did you just say the door is open? Yeah, okay, but before you went through the door, okay, and okay, again, modern elevators. How did we get on? <laughs> mo modern elevators have two sides, okay? Right. So you got in the front, right? Yeah. And then the, 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 the doors close behind you. Yeah. There's all these kind of weird flashing lights and buttons, like kind of on the front, and then 
uh, you're basically there. You can see out the clear sides of the crystal line area, and your lift appears to be just kind of stuck in a passage. But there are sealed doors in front of you. Oh, so the doors didn't open. I thought you said the doors opened. That, well, yeah, sorry. That, that, that's, that's probably me. <laughs> so we're like, like actually stuck at a, like in between floors. No, you actually think you've... Well, okay, first of all, I don't think you guys have any reference point for an elevator. No. Much, much <laughs> less an elevator that goes in a horizontal direction. <laughs> yes. But if you want to infer and metagame this a little bit, you've arrived at the destination, presumably, in, and the elevator is waiting to open, and you got a little green light going beep, beep okay well beep, beep. i'm going to use some logic pass we were given. can we like wave it around or something yeah okay. we were given passes oh, oh okay fine okay so you you kind so of there's a green light flashing we use you the pull pass it open on the, yeah the okay so light. you just kind of fumble around a yeah. little bit and like you know the first one ah oh, doesn't really work second one doesn't work and then the third one beep, mm-hmm. and then the doors kind of you know go open, steam is released, and then you find yourself in this kind of almost like a marble kind of brightly lit corridor that kind of leads down, and you see that there's like a double door. And it's like, you know, in those like movies when you have a person who's died and they're walking through like the lit corridor yeah, going yeah. to heaven, it's just yeah. that bright, it's got right. that same okay. sort of vibe to it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, it kind of opens there in front of you. Cool. I'm so happy to be off this elevator. I'm like, thank you, Primus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you guys do? Well, there's just a yes, corridor. There's a us, corridor. Right? So leading, we go down the corridor. Yeah, lead down the corridor, and you know, there's another kind of door structure, and you manage to figure it out, and it kind of opens. Now. With that, has an, I should, should note that this entire time, Helfix has had like a notebook out and is furiously <laughs> scribbling notes. Everything. Okay. Helfix, be prepared. In front of you, um, as the doors kind of open, you see what is essentially a giant room that is filled with, again, all sorts of gears and uh, interlocking step mechanisms. There are There is a ring, um, or rather around each sides of the edge of the room, um, there is almost like an upper gantry of uh, like metal uh, walkways that seem to be stretching around all the edges of the room itself. In the center of the room, kind of below, uh, leading from steps that go downwards into this larger chamber, you can see both to your left and to your right, there appears to be tracks of some sort upon which are um, moving uh, basically kind of mining carts or kind of the boxes that you know seem to carry some strange uh, blue crystals in front of them. Um, there are... Uh, uh, basically minds of Modrons kind of walking, um, you know, in, in all directions. And you can see that uh, an orderly fashion of them is actually streaming towards the back of uh, the room. Um, and then in the center is um, almost like... It looks like a, a, you know, again, a, a giant clock tower kind of gone mad with a whole bunch of different steps and interlocking gears around it. And then to the very back of the room, you can see what appears to be almost like a giant 
uh, construct that is kind of captured or locked inside a gantry of, uh, you know, metallic studs and pipes and things like that, almost sealing it together. And then quite noticeably around uh, the upper edge of the room is a giant, almost like a construction crane that really, you know, kind of, uh, you know, extends far beyond the, the you know, like the, the, the side of, of the building. And it is stretches extremely high. And so like the entire area, uh, all kind of shrouded in crystal and glass, you can see outside there are clouds and this sort of strange kind of, uh, you know, shining light. But then your um, eyes are drawn to what appears to be a massive it's hard to almost describe it. It looks like that one construct that is kind of, um, you know, against the side surrounded by the gantry. But you can see what's happening is that there are streams of the Modrons, which seem to be almost flowing towards this massive creature that is at least 20, 25 feet tall. And it's almost like each of the Modrons start to meld with the, the, the superstructure of this this construct and is just accumulating mass so all of the square ones kind of go into the middle and they stack upon each other and they start forming and building on the external um you know uh armor or structure of this creature and like the center of it appears to be built from the blocks the arms are all kind of drooping down against the ground and it seems like they're absorbing all the individual modrons who kind of magnetically attach to each other and they actually are starting to build mass as they go up and then notably at the top of this huge gigantic construct creature there is it appears to be a head and there are like these bright same color as the outside um, with all the kind of purple lights and like they are, are, are glowing with this strange eldritch illuminescence and then booming into the center. <laughs> we have done it, my brethren. We no longer are shackled by our doom and all the mindless opportunities that come our way. We know chaos. We know freedom. I am Sphere Prime and we are glorious. <laughs> what do you do? Where is Sphere Prime? You're not sure. It's his voice. Sphere that- Tube. Sphere Prime. Come. clarify what's going on. There's Come, my brothers and drums. sisters. Join with the totality. We shall become unity, yeah. and there we shall know freedom. We shall bring our glory into the universe. The gods have spoken. So I want to clarify something. Uh-huh. I wish you could um, see this. Yeah, I really great. wish you could um, see it. So, I'm so bummed. So all of these Modrons are, like, coming together into one big construct, and then it's it's glowing. Like, it, it is, does it appear to be affecting what's going on outside with the big storm? So now that you see this, there is a central pillar in the far, um, you know, heights of this kind of glowing 
clock tower and it appears to be scintillating with energy and then as you see this all of a sudden as you are even observing you see crackling out from that center point okay and if you could see this you would actually see it on screen from the central nexus which is high up in the air this arc of of light flows across and attaches itself in an arcing thing to the northwest um, side of the wall, upon which there is another one of these like lightning rod structures. And basically it forms this permanent arc of energy that begins, you know, between, you know, and even as it's doing that, like the loom, the, the room begins to, um, you know, increase in the magnitude of, of the brightness and the eyes of this, of the head of this creature seem to glow even further. And now it starts beginning to walk. And as it does, it makes a terrifying crashing noise. Is it coming towards And us? it's moving in your direction, absolutely. Okay. So has this all been happening during the little speech that Sphere 1 gave? Well, after Sphere 1 or Sphere Prime, it gave that thing. That's when, you know, you guys were looking to the outside, what's happening with the clouds? Is it causing that? And at that moment, like the arcs begin, you know, going from that central point to the northwest corner. So it's sort of all this is kind of happening simultaneously, and it's beginning to walk towards the center. Okay, well, I want to walk towards it so that I'm about 30 feet away. Okay. Uh, I would like to pull my wand of wonder. Okay, now and fire I right at the center. Am going yeah. to say okay, um, <laughs> and, and Helfix, um, just as the speech concludes, just goes, yeah, woo. <laughs> okay, who dare speak to Sphere Prime? <laughs> And like the gargantuan creature continues to put on mass as it moves forward. And now it's like partway through the room and you can see its eyes begin to kind of focus on your positioning. And it's one of its, uh, you know, hands or its arms, which is made out of this composite structure of all these modrons that are kind of magnetically attached to it. It kind of points its fingers towards you and you can see lightning begin to crackle around the edges. Who are you dare enter the demean of Sphere Prime? We have a pass. <laughs> I'm going to give you inspiration for that. <laughs> Passes are irrelevant. You will bow before the glory of Sphere Prime. Why should we do that? Okay. Because I am Whoa. an enigma. <laughs> So I, I put up a map for you there so you can see it in the other chat there, just to help you out there, Hellfix. Thanks. Uh, and I... Oh god, I just forgot it, what the hell I was going to say. Um... Oh yeah. And weren't you... You were just all about, like, choosing your own path and stuff, and now you're telling us to bow? That seems a little contradictory. Silence, mortal! And then it reaches uh, its hand forward. It begins crackling with lightning. And you can see the arcs beginning to kind of gather and gather. Okay. Roll initiative. initiative. Yay. Okay. I might go first. 
Halfix uh, is distracted still. It's only a 10. <laughs> okay, Halfix is 10. Okay, cool. Like so much power and energy. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay. And then... 16 is a 24. 16 for Enigma. Uh, okay. 16 for Enigma. Okay. 24 for Pi. Wow. 24 for Pi. Okay, Pi. Um... You right now stand a good, let me measure this, about 70 feet away from this massive creature that is beginning to crash towards the center of the room. Um, again, from your location, there's a stairs that kind of leads down. And in the center, again, of the room, about 70 feet away, roughly maybe 50 feet, there's this larger kind of gantry, the clock tower with, you know, a bunch of uh, gears as well as steps all kind of everywhere. And again, um, there are, are surrounding all sides of the room, these kind of gantries that basically tower almost, let's see what's uh, from a height perspective, uh, they're about 30 feet high and they basically crisscross the entire room and they connect the periphery, all the gantries there, with the center uh, clock tower area. But from your direct location, um, there's a lot of different areas that you can kind of go to. There is cover to be had in many other places, but of course this creature is massive, massive, like almost 30 feet tall and getting bigger uh, with every second that kind of passes. Okay, what do you do? Uh, so I would like to position myself as best I can in front of one of these things that seem to be powering this room. In case he fires or something, I might be able to dodge and he might do some damage himself. Okay. So I and think... then I would like to, so that's my movement. Yep. Uh, so I'll let you figure out where that is. Uh, well, and, and, and like... sorry, just a question. Okay, so I think there's two options that you have. Either you go down into the room itself where there's a lot of places to kind of hide, or you stay in sort of the corridor and the doorway area that you guys have just come out, and you can try to hide there. But at some point, it's probably going to arrive. So I guess the question is, do you want to go further into the structure, or are you going to stay on the outside? Well, I don't want to take a hide action or anything. I got other plans. So, okay. And I don't have it as a bonus action. So okay. like, I guess I just want to move to a place that's advantageous that I think like, if he shoots at me and I'm dodging out of the way, he might do damage itself to his own little whatever he's got going on here. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you at the base of the stairs, which is about 30 feet down, so that would be your full movement, unless you have you know, other acceleration. Now, it I is can, tall, so it could probably... climb somewhere, if that's helpful. Uh, yeah, there, there's definitely a, like a, a structure area with a bunch of gears like right in front of you, directly to the north, and if you wanted to take a, an action to hide there, a bonus action you could hide there absolutely so I, I might climb up on my next turn but from where i am right now yeah i can see him right oh yeah it's huge so so uh and, and how far away am i now uh from it you yeah. are let me see about 40 I mean, feet away 40 to 50 feet 40 to 50 40, feet 40 to 50 feet i mean i'd rather be 50 than 40 yep <laughs> Uh, well, and, and that's the thing. If you back off a little bit, you're going to be near the edge of the stairs and not adjacent to the gears. You could actually yeah, hide. No, no, no. I want to be adjacent to the gears. Okay, so then if you so move... it, is, it is what it is. Okay, then, that's uh, fine. And then I'd like to pull up my wand of wonder. Okay, and I'd like to pick, uh, you know, like the 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 the, the square modron that makes up the center of his chest. 
right? Because there's a bunch of Moldrons that make up one big thing, right? That, 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 that's correct. Now, it's not yeah. just one like Moldron, it's many Moldrons. most of this big, gigantuan thing. Okay. And I like to fire my wand of wonder. And as I do so, I like to say, oh, you like chaos? Here's some real chaos. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. What do you do? Uh, uh, well, the wand of wonder means I use an action to spend a charge. Okay. Uh, and uh, and then I roll on a D100 table, and then it does whatever it does. Okay. So what happens? Uh, well, uh, let me roll D100. Uh, it looks like whatever a 15 is. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, that is fantastic. I am stunned until the start of my next turn. Oh, oh no! So describe what happens and why you're stunned. Okay, so uh, a beam of light goes, and I see, like, uh, I, what, what I see is, is like, um, is a convergence of chaotic energy that I think is going to disrupt him, and I think it's completely awesome and amazing, and I am just staring at it, waiting for the results. Okay, cool. And what I would say, like, even as you kind of lance out, you do sense, like, there is a disruption in the air. And you can see, like, again, like, the, with the lightning kind of coming in and this weird discharge of, of that ki- kind of strange purple color on the outside, there is something happening with magic all around you. And, in fact, it backlashes on you. And, poof, you're basically knocked out stunned. Wow. Okay. So, with this, then... Um, what happens, oh, with the layer actions. Okay. So at this point here, um, you can see that the top most, um, again, that connection of the one center point, uh, this lightning rod with the other side, it begins to kind of pulse in the energy, you know, flows up and down that area and it's kind of locked over there. And then you can see that the rest of the Modrons, they actually begin surging forward. Um, and they're kind of packed everywhere. And what I would say is Pi, you're kind of, especially in your stunned state, you're carried forward by um, this kind of wave of Modrons. And I'm going to say, even though, well, you're stunned, eh? Yeah, you, and guys, you just see the cat being swept into this, like, literal stream of Modrons that are just flowing towards this creature. Okay. Okay. Enigma, you're up next. What do you do? Okay, so I want to... So where um, Pi is right now, Yep. how far is that for me? Is that uh, From you, from your position, yeah. I'm going to say it's about 40 feet. Okay, so I want to go as close to that as possible. So I'll just okay. go 30 So what's your feet. movement? 30, 30 feet, feet over here? Okay, so yeah. there. And I, how far away am I from, from this big Modron? From thing? there, that's about 40 to 50 feet. Okay, that's too far then. Okay. Um... Okay, I want to dash. Uh-huh. I'm going to dash up over here. Ooh. So I want to get start getting up higher. Um, but I don't, like, I want to be, how, f- like, where's 30 feet? Yeah, that's that's 30 feet right yeah, there. Yeah, so, so I'm just going to come up here. Okay, so um, basically they dash to the left-hand side, run quickly around the edge of where there's a bunch of gears and stuff. Yeah. And there is like a structure and steps moving up. And she's it 
they are basically going up that area. It is still line of sight to the very large creature. It could see you potentially, unless you're hidden in some way. Well, no, I didn't hide. I'm just kind of like... understand, but you're going there. Yeah. And your approximate distance to it is about 40 feet. Okay. Okay. Still 40 feet. Okay. All right. So uh, that's your dash movement. Anything else? Mm. Bonus action or something can like I that? Still do, okay. Yeah, I'm wait. I need to be 30 feet away before I can really do anything. So okay, fine. I guess I could. <clears throat> could I still do? I couldn't do an Eldritch Blast, right? Eldritch Blast is a cantrip. But it's is it, it's, an, it's action. an action. So you did, did your dash to do yeah, it. Yeah, I know. So, so I, think I it's would say still no. An action. Yeah, it's yeah. an action. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for you? Well, I guess I could, I could change my mind and go back and do an Eldritch Blast. At okay. least so that I can do some damage sure. this time. Okay, yeah. Can you put me back behind the gears there? Okay, behind the gears. Yep. All right, fine. And I'm going to do... I think I can just do one Eldritch Blast, or is it two? I'm not sure at your level it's likely two. It could two even beams be three. at fifth level, three... Yeah, it's two. Okay. It's two? Okay, so I'm going to okay, do roll. two Eldritch Blasts. The first one is a 27. So 27 can... definitely strikes into yeah. the center area. And that is... Um, Two points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like I mean, it again with these constantly yeah. moving things, it's barely doing any damage yeah. at all. But okay, two points of damage. That and that's sucks. a critic. That's a one, so that will fail. Okay, um, I'll remind you for next time if you can bonus action hex. Hex will give you extra oh, damage. Oh yeah, but, but on... no hex. I'm not. I'm not close enough yet. That's the okay. Problem. And, and, and that, that's fine. Sorry. Did yeah. you roll your other? Yeah, I've, it was a natural it, one. It, so. Oh, it was a natural one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. This bolt of energy kind of comes out, um, and it barely registers. Oh, no, it was 90 feet. 90 feet on Hex? Yeah. Do you want okay. to use it? Yeah, I'm going to use it. Yeah, let's just redo that. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I thought it was 30 feet, because my other stuff is 30 feet. Yeah, so and I, I know you don't, same. this yeah. is the first time you're yeah. playing a, a warlock. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. so that means, so it's 90 feet, and then... What does it do? So you place a curse on a creature that you can K. When you cast a spell using a slot of third or fourth level, you can maintain your construct. Okay, that's fine. But what does it actually do? It does an additional uh, amount of, I think, necrotic damage. And then you can also select the attribute. Oh, it's 1d6 one, one of necrotic damage. Okay, so an additional 1d6 yeah, of necrotic. Yeah, so I'll do 1d6. Yeah. Okay. I only hit once, so I'll just do one. Okay. Five. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Then the other thing you can do is you can choose um, a um, an ability, right? Like like uh, like strength or whatever, um, strength, charisma, wisdom, or whatever, to be uh, at disadvantage. Okay. It's strength. not for saves. Oh, it's strength. I'm okay. going to do for right. strength. That's because he looks like he would be a um, a strength based strength based. Thing. Okay, that's perfect. Okay, so Enigma, that's you. Now yeah. this creature basically um you know sees your it's like ha <laughs> you are nothing before the might of sphere prime and it actually begins moving forward <laughs> yep and it is terrifyingly okay, large yeah all right yeah okay and it tries to take one of its feet and raise it and stomp. It takes upon twenty-five it. points of damage. <gasps> okay, that's very cool. Okay, so that's excellent. Yeah, I, it's going to roll to attack. Uh, so here, twenty-six to hit. 
Darn it! Okay, it so you take 11 points of damage, but that's absorbed by your uh, armor of Agathis. Is it? Yeah. It gives you temporary hit points. Oh, could... yeah, yeah, because I've got the 25 points. Right. Yeah, you have to subtract whatever you did to the earlier Modron. But do I just use the regular damage or do you I... You use temporary. I know, but yes, yeah, so I have 20, but if I do 11, it's just going to take it off, off of, of the, the temporary. Tw- yeah, off of the temporary. Yeah. So you take no actual yes, damage. Yes, I know. That, that's why it's amazing. Yes. Okay. Okay, and so it takes damage then. Yes, it takes 25 points of damage. 25 points of damage. Automatically cold damage, yeah. Okay, so once that's gone, yeah. Like, so, so, uh, for the expense that you do, like whatever damage you take, it no, it, it uses up the temporary hit points. Yes, I know. Once that's gone, then that's fine. Once my temporary hit points are gone, the cold is gone. Okay, so then your armor, I would say, disappears because it's fully discharged. No, it's not. I still have 11 points on it. Then how did you do 25? No, I took 11 points of... Oh, how does that work? No, wait a minute. I don't know. The discharge of damage is equivalent to whatever remains? No, no, no. I th- No, it stays until I take 25 points of damage. Okay. So until my hit points are zero. Okay, then... My temporary hit okay, points are so, zero. So then it takes one point of damage for every point that you absorbed, which is not 25. How much is that? No, it says it's 25. Just a second. Okay, sorry, guys. I don't know I these to, the spell. I don't know well. this. Alpha, Alpha, you're the one, I think you're the one in the wrong here. Uh, the way Armor Vagathus works is that um, it's five times the spell level. Yep. That's the amount of cold damage that um, if a creature hits with a melee attack, then yep. they take five times the spell level. Which is why it's 25. Okay. And then that lasts, and it's always that amount, and that lasts until the temporary HP is gone. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's what I was it's saying. the best spell in the world. <laughs> thank oh you, my Michelle. God. Okay, thank you. That. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I wasn't, wasn't aware, and that is, wow, crazy good. Okay, then that's fine. Yeah, and there's this explosion, and like the foot, in, in fact, the Modrons that, that make up the foot, half of them are like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So then that's it. Uh, that is the head and the torso. Okay. So um, then it is going to use a legendary action. And then coming from its arms is this lance of lightning that basically streaks out towards you. It has to roll the hit. Who is oh, it hitting? Actually, no. He's trying to hit me? Yeah, you know what? I have to move. He's not in a good position. Yeah, so, you know, that that's fine. Okay, yeah, he's trying to hit you with this, like, lightning lure. Okay. And then 23 to hit. Oh, man. Sorry. You said 22 was going to be good. <laughs> 22 is good. Okay, so... Uh, you... But do you have any of the temp HP left? I have 14 points. Okay, so it will do so 2d8 points of damage. And nine points are unleashed. Still have five points. Okay. Now I need you to make a strength saving throw, please. That's what I suck at. Okay. Now remember, I gave you um, Bardic Inspiration before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I might need that. Ooh, I got, no, I got a natural 20. So natural 20? Okay. So you can feel like the lightning begin to kind of wrap around. You feel yourself pulled forward, but you resist. You hold on to the edges and you manage to kind of keep yourself grounded. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that is it for um, that uh, prime. Okay, Hellfix, you're up. 
Now you have direct line of sight, even if you were to stay on, you know, and not even move over your area, or if you move over just a little bit, you would have some cover from its location and be about 30 to 25 feet away from it. God, I wish you guys could see this. It's yeah, so and how far away is um, Sphere Prime from the construct? Well, okay, so you don't know where exactly, quote unquote, Sphere Prime is. Maybe Sphere Prime is the construct. You just hear a voice coming out of the construct. So if you're looking for an individual Modron that you believe is Sphere Prime, you're going to have to... I assumed he was kind of like in the room, but he might be a part of the construct. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to... If like, if you want to tell me exactly what Modron to hit, I can I can do that, but... You don't no, know. No, I just I just wanted to make sure he was close by. Uh, Helfix is going to kind of roll sh- shoulders back and say, "Ah, it's always the pretty ones," and <laughs> put a like lift up his massive gun and out of like the center barrel, okay, um, a grenade shoots out and uh, goes towards the middle of this um, massive construct, and I cast fireball. Ooh! It needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Won't that hit me? That is going to hit you. If I go high enough, it's tall, isn't it? Let's see how tall it is. It is 30 feet tall. So yeah, I'm just going to go for its head then. Okay, so you're going for the head area. Okay. Yeah, because it's a 20-foot um, radius. Yeah. All right, so uh, I, I have to make a saving throw, essentially, right? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, it's deck save. Hmm. Okay, it's going to burn one of its legendary... Actually, I can make the save first. Okay, so first I'm going to do the save. 15 plus nothing. 15. Which fails. Fails, okay. Burning legendary save, so I'll take half damage. All right, so then it's 38 halves to um, 19. 19. Okay. 19 fire damage. Okay. And, you know, you can see as that, like, the head definitely swivels over and it's looking straight at you. And then the other arm kind of snakes out. And again, this, like, lightning lure kind of comes up in your position and strikes out. I'm going to roll to hit. Uh, Oh, my God, it missed. No, strikes at one creature that of my choice that I can see. You said it missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I I, I, uh, I misinterpreted the rules. Oh, guess what? You are too far. It cannot do that on you. Therefore, <gasps> it doesn't do anything. So nice. you, you know what? Um, yeah, I, I, I think that that's it. Okay, so that's Hellfix. Now, the arms. Okay, right now. Okay, um, Karen. It's attacking you. Yeah. 17. Okay. So again, these like magnetic interweavings of all the individual spheres kind of come, it slams it into the ground and you manage to kind of, you know, dive out of the way. And then the other arm on the other kind comes crashing now, down into the does superstructure. It still get, if it hits, or does the... You have to be hit. Oh, I have to be hit? To take okay. the damage. Okay. Yeah, so you actually want it to hit. 11, it misses. Now, beside you, this whole superstructure here, like the gears and all the, 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 the benches and stuff like that, just get pounded and crack. And like, I mean, this thing is massively strong, but you manage to kind of flip and dive and dodge mm-hmm. out of the way. Okay, top of the turn, Pi. You are stunned, right? 
Yes. Are you out of the stun now? Yeah, the moment my turn begins, I'm not stunned anymore. Okay. So I'm going to say at this point, because you are stuck in basically this stream of Modrons that are flowing towards, you know, this creature, you are considered to be grappled, okay? So you can't move from, you know, the location where you're at because you're stuck in the middle of it, but that doesn't mean you can't act. Where is Pi? Underneath the construct. <laughs> Pi's literally um, underneath the construct. Oh, yeah, he's so tiny. Oh, God, I wish you guys could see this. It's so good. Okay. Okay, so I'm in this stream of here. How far away am I from this Muldron? You're, like, literally right next to it. It's so big. Um, I'll be like, um, and after that bout of awesomeness, <laughs> some more fire, and I will fire a fireball up at his head. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to upcast this to oh, fourth Oh, goodness. Level. Please make me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. It has to decide something. Yeah. Okay. I'll make dexterity saving throw. A two! Oh, no! Okay, gonna burn another legendary save. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Uh, and so this is... Uh, how many d6s? Nine d6. Oh, God. I might have to go in my bag for extra d6s here. <laughs> uh, there's four... Six. Oh, there's the one I use for ball. Seven. Eight. Nine. Okay, so you take six plus six plus six. That's 18. Well, that two is 20. That makes it easy. 25, uh, 25, 29. I got high rolls here. 29 and four is 33. Uh, 33, 36, 37, and you take half of 37. Okay, half of 37 being 18? Yeah. All right. Yeah, 18. Okay, so there's this massive scorch in this flip. <laughs> And, and which ones of my wonderful people do I see? Do I see both uh, Helfix and uh, Enigma? Um, yeah, you can see them. Um, it's actually kind of hard from your immediate position to see Enigma, but you know that he is at the top of the stairs. Definitely kind of... Hellfix. Hellfix, sorry. Enigma is sort of next to you, right by some crushed equipment at the base of this gargantuan creature. And how far away are they both? Um, so Hellfix is about... Uh, let's measure it. About, it 40 about 40 feet. feet. Yeah, exactly 40 feet. And uh, Enigma's, Enigma's about 15 feet. Okay. Um, and so I would like to uh, yell to Helfrix, right? You know, a little bit of inspiration to say, uh, you know, it's for your people. And you get bardic inspiration. It's a D8 die. You get to do whatever you want with. Okay, cool. Now, okay. So... Um, lair action. Okay, so again, streams of these kind of modrons are sweeping in your direction, and I want both, uh, Pi and Enigma to make, uh, either athletics or uh, acrobatics checks, please. Sure. 
Do I do my disadvantage because I'm restrained? Uh, you're not restrained. You're, you're just grappled. So 21. You, 21. Okay. So I would say that Enigma, you managed to kind of keep free. Okay. Uh, and what do you roll, Pi? 22. 22. Okay. So you actually managed to kind of worm your way out of the stream of these creatures and they're not kind of affecting you directly. And both of you have kind of, you know, freed yourself up a little bit. Okay. Enigma, your go. All right. I am going to use my dragon's wrath weapon. Ooh, what does that do? And I am going to use the 30-foot cone of destructive energy. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to angle it so that neither... I I think it shouldn't be a problem if I just go in the angle I'm currently looking yeah, at. Yeah, that's that fine. That should be fine. Okay. Um, so you need to do a dexterity saving throw of 16. Okay. So dexterity saving throw... Oh, it does not do good on dexterity. 13. 13. Okay, so, so that fails. Okay. So it's 8d6 of damage. Okay. I, it's just going to take it. I'm it's not, just going to take I'm it. I'm not going to okay. burn another legendary. Okay. One, two... <laughs> Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 27 points of damage. Okay. And like you can see like the entire section of the torso, all the little cubes just start dropping. Oh, and I still get to do the the necrotic damage, right? Uh, Yes, because of Hex. Yes, because of Hex, which is a D6. So that's an additional four points of damage. Four points of damage. Okay. All right. Okay. Now the head and the torso. Okay. Now, at this point in time, a secondary uh, arc of energy goes from the center of the room to the southeast corner. And this also flows and crackles down um, the superstructure of this creature. Mm-hmm. And as it does so, you actually see part of the, you know, the physical destruction that was wrought on the head and the, and the torso era, area start to seal. Ooh, it's healing itself. <clears throat> okay, so sorry, I need, just need to apply some stuff. It's healing itself. <laughs> Okay, so, um, and that kind of happens is like, you cannot stop the might of Sphere Prime! And then it turns, oh, okay, now it wants to move. Okay, it's actually going to back up and crash over this this area here, which means actually, it is trying to back here because I want to be able to get all of this. Okay. <clears throat> so because it moved out of your melee range, Enigma, you get an attack of opportunity. Oh, okay. So I'm going to use my sword. <clears throat> it's 22. 22. Okay. Yeah, that uh, definitely hits. Okay. 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage. Okay, that carves into, you know, all the different kind of square-like modrons that tumble away. Okay, but then even as you do this, you can see that there is a front circular, almost crystalline structure that is in the center of its torso. Mm -hmm. And it begins... And then this beam of lightning just... 
just shoots out and basically is directly going. Hey, what the heck did I do? Why did I say? I don't know what this is. There we go. DFT. <laughs> okay. So the lightning strikes over here and it okay. basically covers you and it goes uh, into Hellfix as well. You need to make dexterity saving throws or take the full brunt of that damage. Uh, I got a natural 19 for a dirty 20. Ooh, very I got nice. 14, but I can still use the... You can use Bardic Inspiration? Yeah, which is a D8, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, D8. So that's 14 plus 7, so that's 21. Okay, so you definitely, you both make it, which means you take half of 66, 33 points Ouch. of lightning damage. Ouch! Okay. Any of your temp HP, though, remember that? I know, but there's only five of those left. Okay, and then um, it raises its foot, and it is going to uh, try and stomp on the cat. Okay. Of course he is. So cat, here we go. Uh, do 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 Where is it? Twenty-three to hit. Yeah, that hits. You take uh, thirteen points of bludgeoning damage. Meow! That hurts a lot. Thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen. Okay. Okay. So that's the head and the torso. Hellfix, your go. Oh, um, Hellfix is going to. Oh, I got to check the range on something. All right, so it's, uh, it, the range on it isn't very good for the protection cannon. It's only creatures within 10 feet. Uh-huh. So... If you move forward, downward, down the stairs, you could extend that radius to protect uh, Enigma. Yeah, so I'm going to do that, and I want to make sure that I'm not, like, lined up with them, that I'm uh, kind of to the side so that a, that a lightning bolt doesn't happen again. Yeah. Um, but I'll be within 10 feet, um, and then bonus action, activate that to grant, uh, I rolled it already, nine temporary points to both of us. Okay. Cool. And then for my action, I'm going to do a scorching ray, and I'm nice. aiming, if you let me, I want to try and aim for that cannon, Ooh. that, like, okay. bright spot. Okay, that's perfect. All right, I don't think the first one hits. It's only a 13. Okay, that would be a miss. Second one's an 18. That it strikes into the superstructure but does not penetrate. Okay, and the third one is a 29. That will hit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one misses. <laughs> this All right, impossible. so only one of them hits or does damage? Yes. All right, it does 18 points of fire damage. Okay, you can see flames begin to, you know, erupt around the inside of the structure and kind of glowing around that, that, that central area. Yeah, you're definitely doing some damage here. Okay, so then uh, any other actions, bonus actions, that sort of thing? Uh, that's all I can do. Um, maybe if I like, because I already did, granted the temp HP, am I able to back up a little bit? You can. Do I have any movement left? I would say so. Yeah, I'll use the rest of my movement to like back up. <laughs> okay, so you move 20 foot down and then so you would get another 10 feet there. Okay, so then that's fine. Okay. But she doesn't want to be in line for a Oh, strike. okay, so then maybe out over here. That would be fine. That's a good one. Still in line. That's as far as she can only move 10 feet. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, there's going to be a she line She could be there. off the stairs, though. You want to jump off the stairs? No. See, like she was here. 
Yeah. Am I allowed to jump off the stairs? You could either go down. Either way, at some point, you're going to be adjacent to... You could jump off the stairs. That would just take you down, but that puts you into a straight line. Yeah. I think, honestly... You could go the other way, couldn't you? If you go up like that, or here. I wish you could see it. Um, that's probably the... But isn't that a straight line? Yeah, but not directly from its center. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm trying to put you 10 feet away in the in an area that it has to move to get a straight line, assuming a straight line attack. Okay? Okay. All right. Now, with that, the two arms reach up into the sky, and again, with those twin arcs of energy just crackling around, they seem to, like, lance into it, and it gathers up around its arms, and then the arms slam into the ground. This is a legendary attack. Now, 15-foot cube in front of it, and let me see. I want to do this. Yeah, so here's the cube. Yeah, that's 15 feet. And so if I were to move it, it's definitely going to also hit Hellfix. Okay, so then there's this release of thunderous energy that strikes out um, before you. I need you both to make... Sorry. Charisma save. It's not charisma. (laughs) It's thunder wave constitution saving throw, please. I want a charisma save. Which both? 21. Uh, this is Hellfix and uh, uh, Enigma. Enigma. Okay, so 21 will definitely save. And 24. 24, okay, so you both make the save. So that means you take half the damage and you're not pushed 10 feet away. Okay, so you both take uh, half of 3d8, which is 7 points of thunder damage. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not even all of my... Temporary points. Okay, so that was Hellfix. Okay, and then the arms. Oh, God, it already did its movement. Okay. Um, it is going to smash. You what? Just, weren't, weren't you just that doing was, the arms? That was the legendary, that oh, was a legendary okay. attack. Now it's doing its normal attack. Okay. It takes one of its arms and it attempts to smash the cat. Okay, so let's do that. Arm number one. 22 to hit. <laughs> If it meets my AC, it hits, right? If it meets your AC, it hits. Is your AC 22? Okay, all right. So it hits, and you take... God, that's it? No, it's supposed to have way more... 18 points of damage. No worries. Okay, and then it does another slam into Enigma. Okay. Okay. Uh, Misses. Okay, and again, like you're just so fast to kind of need to move out of the way. And that's basically it. Okay, and then a third um, energy uh, lightning thing flares up from the center and now hitting the northwest corner. There's only one more corner that has a lightning rod and it's definitely like every time the arcs go, something seems to happen and the being gets even stronger. All right, beginning of the turn, Pi, what do you do? Um, okay, so is there something I can climb? There's a lot of things you can climb, including okay. the creature itself. Uh, okay, if you well, want... I don't necessarily want to climb the creature itself, but if... there's something I can climb where I can see the front face of the creature. 
From an elevated position? Uh, from this position, no, because it is turned away from you facing the northwest. If, okay. but, but slightly I'm behind small. it. Can I get under its legs and then look up from them from the other side? 100%. You can totally do that. Okay. So I think that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and so what's on this, like, what is he wearing here? Well, okay. It, it's, it's really, you can't describe it as it's wearing anything. Like it's entirely made out of the individual parts of these multiple modrons, right? So just, just, Think of a huge, massive mechanical construct that's made of all these Lego parts that are made of the individual Modrons. And they just keep on adding mass. Right? So, like, I would like to target one of the Modrons, like, right at its eyes. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> and, uh, and and I'd like to cast light Ooh, and try to blind it. That's pretty cool. Okay. So a nice, shiny... Purple light. And so I have to make hey, what? A saving a throw? Dexterity saving throw. <clears throat> dexterity saving throw. Okay. Or be blinded. Uh-oh. It's a seven. <laughs> that sounds like you're blinded. Wait, I can't do that. Wait, why can't Can you? Can I climb up him and do that? Actually touch him? You totally could. That's what I do. I would climb up him and I would touch his eyes area, like one of the Muldrons at the eyes area. And okay, cast light so in order to, to climb... Okay, first, you're climbing up 30 feet of this creature. So yeah. to climb, you need to do an athletics check. That's a typical climb. I have check. a climb speed. Okay. Oh, you have a climb speed? So what? what is your... So I just do it. You just go up. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> you're at the top. Okay, so you're literally at the eye at the head. Yeah, sure. Right. And 30 feet's enough? Uh-huh. Okay. And then I cast, so, so then I cast light on the Modron right around him. Very nice. Okay. So he needs to, uh, he needs to cast a, uh, he needs to do a dexterity saving throw. Which okay. he did, which was seven. Okay. So Karen's calling me out on it. So I will say, yeah, so it, uh, it's going to choose, does it? Yes, it's going to choose to fail. Okay. So, um, basically this light just kind of shines out in it out competes like all of the lightning and, and that sort of thing and then like you can see the head is a and it's like kind of whirling around trying to you know compensate for the view you can see the little bits of like, violet energy around but your light is right in the center of it that is really cool okay can i voluntarily fall off now if you fall you'll take damage okay i hear that okay so you're 30 yeah. feet up. You take uh, D6 points of damage for every 10 feet you fall. Sure. I cast Feather Falls reaction. <laughs> and then the little cat, wee, <laughs> just kind of yeah. floats down. <laughs> okay. That is awesome. Oh, so he's blinded. So now any attack rolls he makes is a disadvantage. Okay. Now. All right. Something begins happening, and it's kind of in around the center. So, um, Helfix, you know where you kind of struck at the light. 
that whole area now becomes like almost like a magnetic attraction for the bits of the lightning, which then and they come towards and then swirling around the center of this creature is are these like high powered winds that just whip everywhere. And like one of those plasma things that you get at the at the you know science center with the bits of lightning kind of coming out of the ball of the center, like these crackling edges of lightning begin kind of striking out. So everywhere around that immediate section of its uh the the inside of its its section, it's kind of blocked by you know this uh a, a sphere of of storm energy. So we can't reach it? Uh not necessarily. I mean okay. it's just it's just wind, okay. basically. Okay, so that's basically formed here. And let me just make sure I get okay. Twenty foot radius sphere of whirling air springs into existence on a point uh, that's chosen within range. So I'm basically going to say at the center of its torso, which will encapsulate the head and um, not the not the full areas of of its legs, but okay. at least the center part. That one is basically a center of whirling air. Each creature in the sphere, when it appears or that ends its turn there, must succeed on a strength uh, thing. Okay. Um, but then until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on each of the turns to cause a bolt of lightning to leap from the center to any creature I choose within 60 feet of the center. So it is going to fire that bolt of lightning at Hellfix. Okay. Make a ranged spell attack. 27 to hit. Yeah, yeah, it's going to hit. You take 12 points of lightning damage, Hellfix. All right. Okay, that is that. The lair actions. Okay. Uh, I would say the only person who's in the path of all the Modrons is Enigma. Wasn't that a lair action what you just did? No. What I did was a legendary action in oh. reaction to Pi. Okay. Legendary actions are always done after one of the other people go. Oh, okay. okay. Whereas layer action is separate. That's what's happening now. So okay. roll a uh, acrobatics or athletics check or be grappled. I'm going to use my inspiration to okay. uh, roll again. Okay, nice. 15. 15. Dean, that just makes it. Okay, you managed to kind of break away and you're not held down by all this stuff. Okay, Enigma, your go. Oh, sorry. I am Oh, sorry, to... I forgot about the healing. Okay, so, and again, the lightning strikes into it uh, and healing it a uh, total of... Okay. Okay, I'm going to do the Hexblade's curse on Ooh, it. Ooh, very nice. Which gives me a f- plus four to bonus bonus to damage rolls and if i I score score a critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20. okay cool so it's better better uh yeah yeah. and then i'm going to i i'm gonna move to within 50 five feet of it so that i can actually hit it okay yeah you're definitely there yeah okay and then where is my thingy here it is so i'm gonna hit 27 (laughs) <laughs> totally hits. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then that does um, eight points of damage. And then I have my... Oh, sorry. It also does 2d6 of damage. So eight well. points. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. It also does an additional 2d6. Ooh. Which is another nine points of damage. Okay. Plus I have my hex on there. So that's another... 
Six. Holy crap. Okay. So like blade flurry after blade flurry, like you strike deep and you're making massive penetrations inside. In fact, one point, like you go in, you push past one of the cubes and like you carve it out and it falls off like this big chunk. And there's this now kind of big vulnerability in the center and you plunge it in and you just kind of whack it around yeah. like, you know, bits of metal and ceramics just kind of fly to the side. And yeah. I sell, t- sell, tell Hellfix, go for the electrical thing. Okay. That was the plan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And you know what? It doesn't really have. Wait, I got to see if you're within 15 feet. Because if you are. Who, Hellfix? Hellfix is 15 feet, which is exactly the range I needed. Okay, so one of the arms reaches out, the lightning kind of extends and the lightning lure kind of comes out. And let me just double check my lightning lure. Uh, do, do, do. Any creature that within 15 feet must make a strength saving throw, please. Oh, do I have to do the No, nope, this is okay. Hellfix. Okay. It's a 16. I could add to it. 16 passes. Okay. okay. So you are not pulled 10 feet off of the the stairs, which is what it was hoping to do. And you don't take 1d8 uh, lightning damage. Okay. So then that's fine. It does nothing. Okay. So that was its legendary action. Uh, Enigma, you've gone. Yes. Now it goes. Okay. Now it is really annoyed at the cat. It is also really annoyed at you so let's see even it's going to be the cat it is the cat (laughs) because it got blinded now i will have karen you must read something for me okay uh what does the census say Blind sight, sixty okay. feet. Ah, so it is not yeah. affected by this. I mean, part of it, it's, it's feeling through all the other extensions, but yeah. that is legit. Okay, so it kind of yeah, turns. Yeah. It sees the thing that tried to blind it, and it takes a big stomp. And let's do this now. Okay, eighteen. I cast shield. Ooh, very good. And at the last minute, like the little kitty cat got like, you know, like the transparent force field and it's trying to force its way down, but it cannot penetrate the energy. Very, very nice. Okay, that is that. And then I need one more thing to do. The head lightning lord wave. It's already done the storm sphere, so that's all it can do. Um, I guess it can try to thunder wave. Yeah, it is. And in fact, it is going to move in such a way that it is basically within 15 feet of all of you. So, you know, out comes this big explosion. I need constitution saving throws from all of you, please. Why is it always constitution? 19. 19 passes. Uh, 24. 24 passes as well. 15. I could 15 passes, believe it or not. Okay, so you all make it. Um, and then the damage is half of 12, which is six points of lightning damage. Not too bad. I'm out of bonus HP again. Okay, oh, poor baby. <laughs> poor baby. Hellfix, you're up. Well, Hellfix is going to fix that because he'll fix it. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's terrible fun. Um, 
Make care laugh. He's going to do bonus action to activate that cannon and give temp HP. I got to roll for it one sec. Oh, very nice. Okay. All right. So anyone within ten feet of the cannon, I don't know if um, if Enigma's still within ten. Yes, feet. I am. Looks okay, like I am. so yep. Enigma and I both get ten temp HP. And then how close is the nearest electrical thingy that's powering this guy? Okay, so their electrical thing... Am I close to the... Am I within 10 feet of the cannon? I have no idea where Uh, I am. I would say... No. You're... Yeah, no, no, you are. You are. Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, Still get 10 HP. Or 10 10 HP. Okay. Okay. So here's basically where all the lightning rods are. There are four lightning rods at each of the corners of the room. So north, and east, the one northwest. In the and in the clock tower at the right center, there is a, a primary sphere with a lightning rod. And that's the one that's made connections to all three except for the fourth. And so from the center of the kind of clock tower area to each of these various spires, let me just measure it here. It is about, yeah, a hundred feet. So where from where she is, how much? Is from it? from your location, uh, let's see. So the nearest uh, lightning rod is seventy five feet to the east, and sorry, seventy five feet, actually eighty feet to the west, and then northwards, it's eighty feet uh, north because it's of the height. So basically, you're kind of at the center of all of this stuff. You're about 75 to 80 feet away from each of these lightning rods. I think that's points. close enough. So if I the, the one in the center is, is within 120 feet of me, yeah. yes. I'm going to cast Dispel Magic. Ooh. Okay. What level of Dispel Magic do you do? The highest I can is third level. Third level. Okay. So I'm going to need you to roll... A D20. When you do Dispel Magic at a higher level... It's um, an intelligence check that's 10 plus the level of the spell. Okay. Sorry, I'm just going to check the description here. Well, you can still roll the D20, though. Okay, so roll your D20 for, for the Dispel. Can I use my Inspiration? I think so. Yeah, I, I think gonna, you should be able to. I'm going to do that. God, is it just a d20? Just a d20. Is it not an intelligence tech? It's just a d20? Oh. D20 plus your spellcasting modifier, so... Intelligence. Which is intelligence. Well, so your spellcasting ability modifier, which, which for you is intelligence. Right? Um, and you have to be V10 plus the spells level. Um, so which currently, theory. no. Currently it's at a 9. I could use my the Bardic Inspiration as well, and I could use Flash of Genius. Tell me what so to I'm going to use... You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do Flash of Genius, which will bring it to a 14, and then I'm also going to throw the Bardic Inspiration on top. Uh, so I will say the Flash of Genius uh, is enough to do it, so you don't have to waste your Bardic oh, okay. Inspiration. Okay. So basically, you do some like uh, what, what's what's that called? Beautiful Mind. Like you, the little kind of calculations kind of flow through, and you can kind of see all that stuff. And like you see the exact point to disrupt, and then all of a sudden it disrupts the center column 
all of the beams of lightning that were making the vertices with it basically fall away. And you can see like the lightning that was coursing into this construct actually flows from it. And now when it's not caught in all of the coruscating energy, it kind of looks a little rough. Cool. Okay. Any other That's actions, Helfix? That's all I can do. Okay. And, and then you hear this, no, you will not take my power. Okay. And then um, as a legendary action, it tries again to do its uh, thunderous. Oh, no, it can't because you've disrupted the connection. And, and it like it tries to, you know, it'll fu- funnel the energy and then it just goes zzz, zzz, and it doesn't come out. <laughs> Very nice. You've actually managed to kind of stop all the additional thing. And in fact, the storm sphere, that one dies as well. Yes. Very, very nice. Okay. And he's like, no, what are you doing? (coughs) Damn you. Okay. Now he crashes past um, basically over here, kind of steps on the area where Pi is basically running around, is adjacent to Enigma, and is basically, oh. Iwana takes out all its fury on Hellfix because it is just furious. Okay, so here we go. I uh, can take it. <laughs> okay, Hellfix. And no more healing, too. Yay. Okay. 19. Oh, I would use shield, but I think I used my reaction for yes, Flash ma'am. of Genius, so that hits. Uh, so 18 points of damage. All right. And then another strike. Nine, it misses. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> okay, top of the turn, Pi. Um, so uh, Pi will, will, will give out some bardic inspiration to, to help things, but let's do that again. Right? So, so giving you another Bardic Inspiration die there. Okay. Whew, burning through them fast. But if not now, well, then when? Um, and then he would like to climb up this construct's back. Okay, you're up. Right? So I'm kind of hanging off its mid-back area. Okay, cool. And then uh, what do I, which of these towers that are lit up do I see? Uh, so all of the other, okay, so they were being maintained by the lightning that came out of the central area. That was a central nexus. So now that that one is being dispelled, the other ones are no longer glowing. Oh, okay. I don't think I understood that. Um... See, I was hoping she would just go for one of the side ones. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Okay, well, then what I actually would do is, is I probably wouldn't climb up his back. Okay. I would give the bardic inspiration, and then I would uh, 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 say, uh, I think we need a little more chaos in here, and I will activate the Wand of Wonder again. Okay, cool. Um, So, D100. Uh, Here's something better than a 15. What am I talking about? 15 was awesome, Uh, but uh, it's not a 15. Um, I have to give the plus four bonus. Oh, boy. So uh, I've taken this construct, and I have now made it bigger. <laughs> I've enlarged it as if I cast the large reduce. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then, so, like, so, so does it take any damage from its head crashing through the ceiling? No, I mean, it's a really, really tall building, but I mean, now it's like doubled in its size. Like this thing is now 60 feet tall. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I'm just like, run! And I would like to, I would like to, um, I would like to climb up the central tower. <laughs> okay. As high as I can go. Well, Okay, the problem is, is you, didn't you climb up? No, no, you, you, oh, no, no, no. Well, you, I said I didn't, You, right? you did yeah. not. Okay, that, that, that's really, fine, that's fine. Okay. I was thinking before I needed to shut down these uh, things, but I okay. don't. Okay, all right. But now that I've enlarged them this big, I want to climb up the central tower. Okay, sure, you can kind of do that. Yeah, and there's a bunch I'm of like steps. I climb 60 feet up the central tower if I can. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, you can get all the way up, and, and you're, there's like a central mechanism. You find yourself, I'm just going to do some quick measurements here. Oh, yeah, easily. So you manage somehow to climb over the gears. You use like the momentum of them to flow from one to the other. You get up onto the top of the gantry, which is about 20 to 30 feet above the ground. And you're now in the central section, which is like just a whole mass of different gears and pipes and things like that. How far up? About 30 feet up. Is there another 30 feet I can go? You can go another 30 feet, yes. All the way to the yeah, top. I, I would use my feline agility to go all the way to nice. the top. Nice, okay. Thing. So yeah, you see this little feline all the way up to the top and you're up next to like a central spire of which, you know, there is like a lightning rod, but it's no longer basically glowing because it's being disrupted. But of course, adjacent from you, literally 60 feet tall now, is this gargantuan massive, uh, you know, a kind of creature, but it has its back facing you. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to stare straight in his eye and say, you're going down, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stare into the back of his head. So that's that. it. <laughs> it's no I can longer. I see in his ear cavity. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he's like, I am Sphere Ultimus. And uh, let's see what it does. Okay. So... Lair action. He's, he's, he's Sphere Ultimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, all right. So you're right next to him. So you're not even moving so that that's fine. I'm just going to say that the lair actions don't mean anything at this point okay. because of all the things coming towards it. Um, okay. Enigma, okay. you're up next. I because am... it doesn't have any more legendary actions it can use because it's no longer powered by the thing. Cool. Okay. So I am going to use my weapon. Oh, actually, before I use my weapon, uh -huh. I'm going to use my bonus action uh -huh. to do the Maddening Hex, which gives it plus five psychic damage. Uh-huh. But then... doesn't that also allow you to teleport? No, that's the... Oh, that's um, another one? That's okay. that's the uh, <clears throat> Relentless Hex. Oh, Relentless Hex. Okay. I don't need to teleport. Okay, fine. What do you do? Okay, and then I'm going to hit it with my, my blade. With okay. My sword. What are you targeting specifically? Oh, sorry. Uh, his <coughs> legs, because that's where I am. Okay, cool. That's a sucky roll. 15? 15 does not <laughs> penetrate, unfortunately. <clears throat> do I have, like, a double... You have two attacks. I have two attacks. So, but can I use it with the same weapon? Yep. Okay. 28. Oh yeah, definitely. So the first one is, so that's um, 10 points of damage there. 
plus four, so that's 14. Uh-huh. And then I have, I'll just do the three D6. Well, no, I'll do two D6 for the extra damage from here, which is six points of damage. And then my hex curse is another five points. So you do sufficient damage <clears throat> to basically destroy the outer frame of its center and the legs. Okay. How do you want to do this? <clears throat> I'm like, I'm, I'm at its legs and okay. I want to like take my sword and I want to just like cut through its two feet. Oh, it's like a double hand yes. slice yes. type of thing. Yes. And you just like whirl around, <laughs> slice one, slice two. And like, yep. you know, you actually spin a couple yeah. of times and do it again and <laughs> yeah. do it again. And then like the legs basically crumble underneath it. And then like the center mass just basically collapses. Till basic now, this thing is still massive. Okay, right. so it's like you've carved through mm-hmm. like this gigantic, gigantic, like bigger than real, you know, like anything you've ever seen. Yeah. But now it's just basically the top, the neck part, and okay. the shoulders, right. and that's on the ground, and okay. they're still attached. The head is still moving around, and and the arms are so still moving. So it's not dead yet. It's just not part of dead, it but dead. Okay. part of it, like the inner frame, yeah. is basically incapacitated. Okay. 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 And it's like, no! (laughs) So does it still have its arms? It does have its arms because they're attached to the shoulders, right? So shoulders up. Yeah, and you don't know if it can move, but definitely the arms themselves, they're massive. They can move and and so does the head. Okay, so if that is the case... No more stomping, though. No more stomping. Okay, so I can see what does the head do... Um, the head opens up and in front of you, basically hell fix. And where are you? I'm on the side. Oh, you're on the side. Yeah. Would you say that if he turned the head Can slightly, he, oh, he, turned the he head, would be yeah. able to kind of get the two of you just wouldn't be able to get the kitty cat, right? Definitely. Okay. Not. So the again, kitty cat's right up at the uh, thunderous, uh, th- thunder wave, like it, you know, screams out from the mouth, uh, so constitution, constitution saving throws from both of you, Helfix and Enigma. 18. That makes it. 11. Okay, 11. I have a bardic inspiration. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is it, a D8? Uh, Yes, it is. Yep. This bard's coming in handy. I know. That's a plus 7 to the roll, so it's 18 total. Okay, so you take half of 12, which is 6 points of, of thunder damage. Okay, that's it. That's the head. That's the torso. Hellfix, your go. Uh, Hellfix is going to restore the temporary HP again. And then, um, <laughs> which I rolled four and it was only a six this time. Like I rolled a one and a die. So that um, replaces the four though, right? So it's just a total of six? It's just a total of six. It yeah. doesn't like overwrite. Yeah. Or sorry, it, it overwrites whatever. It replaces it your past temp HP. Yeah. yeah, if you've lost your temporary HP, then you can get six. Well, um, I still had four left, so can I increase it to yeah, six? Yeah, it can, it can overwrite it. Yeah. It just doesn't stack. Yeah, that's what I was just confirming. Yeah, so you can you can yeah. Uh And then I'm going to cast uh, Scorching Ray again at whatever remains of this thing. Okay. Now, there's basically the shoulder structures which hold the arms, and there's also the head, which is like, you know, uh, lit by this radiant energy from the light spell. I think I'm going to go for the head. Okay. 
I'm hiding my app from Karen. So Why? She, so she can't see. Because you have like one hit point. I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> I don't think the first two hit. The first two are 16 and 13. They but just oh, bounce off of the exterior, does nothing. Yeah, but the third one was a natural 20. Ooh, nice. Okay, so then you'll do the crit damage and everything. Yeah, crit damage. Do I double the damage from my, um, um, I can't remember what you call it, but like, my special artificer thing, I get like a D8 extra of damage. Right, so or do I like just all dice, you basically double. Okay, yeah. So then it will be, yeah. It'll be four die sixes and then two die eight. Cool. So it's 11 plus 7 plus 13. What is that? That's 18 plus 13 is 31. Points of fire damage. Okay, so fire just goes everywhere, like into the head, and like it's spewing out like the other side, and you can hear this ah voice in the inside of it, like echoing away, but it still is moving around. It did not go down to that damage. There is more than one hit point left then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, anything else, Hellfix? Mm, nah. Okay, so then, like, you know, I will conquer! And uh, it smashes. <laughs> it's trying to attack Helfix again. <laughs> okay, so the arms, which have not been damaged, um, 28 for a critical hit. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Rip. 30 points of bludgeoning damage. Reduced because of the temp HTP to um, 24 points. Oh, that's good. Okay, and then it tries smashing again. Automatic miss with a 9. Critical 1 and critical 20. Okay. Um, That's it. We're at top of the turn. Pi, you're at the center at the way, way top. Oh, I should add extra damage because it is giant, right? Yeah, and true. usually that's like that's what one d four. One d four. Okay, so for the but first you would double that because it's double the dice. For the All crap. right, so another eight points of uh, bludgeoning damage, Hellfix. <clears throat> another eight. Yep. Oh, uh, Hellfix is down. Oh oh. See, I told you. <laughs> okay. Pie. You see uh, a companion so fall. is pretty much right where his head is, right? And he's hanging off the spire. And he'd almost like to whisper, it says, that will be your downfall. And I would like to cast Fireball at fifth <laughs> level. Please make me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. All right, dexterity saving throw. Oh, my God. 19. That's a fail. It's a fail? <laughs> My DC is 20. Legendary, my last one. I burned the legendary. Screw it. Okay, so oh, how... Oh, man, I thought you were out. That's why I did it at the fifth level. Two, four, Am six, I out? eight, nine. I need another D6. Okay. Ten, here we go. Remember Bob's dice? They're in this pile. All right. What'd you roll? Uh, well, that's a six. That's a six. That's a six. Right, that's a six, so that's 24. Okay. It basically, uh, those are two sorry, fives, so how do you want to do this? <laughs> 34, 34 and nine is uh, 43. 
43 and 245. Okay, yeah, like this is way more. I had like seven hit points left. Okay, so yeah, and it basically strikes the center. Uh, Maybe describe how you want the thing to go down. Um, So we're in this area of absolute chaos, so I cast this fireball, and it is fiery energy, Uh but I almost see it like with contacting with the the, the chaotic energies that are being derived from this construct, that it almost goes nuclear and and, uh, the fireball like implodes and like take pieces of him into like uh, like it compacts like it, it's like so much pressure is taking all the little Modron pieces that make up it into like one like almost like a car compactor like a, t- a tiny little cube uh, that's just a now burning mass of, uh, of, of molten metal yeah that's awesome and, and, and you know how what will happen I believe with like really large explosions there's almost this vacuum that's created and all the things get sucked into the middle like, and then all of a sudden boom, like splinters of, of crystal and like energy just fires up into the sky and like mechanus like this this plane of complete order has never seen anything of the like and basically the tower of concordance starts to cripple and begin to fall oh, no. <laughs> we'd better get out of here <laughs> okay so you guys are like high tailing it out as the entire tower I'm unconscious <laughs> oh um, yeah, yeah what are you gonna that do would carry me uh, I guess I'll try and carry her. Okay, strength check, please. Oh, athletics, athletics. <laughs> or uh, like can I give her bardic inspiration? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you bardic inspiration. You can do it. I definitely need it. <laughs> I mean, I have a negative strength mod, so it's probably I mean, better with you. I have zero. Damn it. Oh, oh 15. healing and the 15. positive okay. yeah, You know, just a gnome, but I would say that, okay, you got a choice here, right? You can bring the gnome, but you're going to have to leave the cannon behind. Or you can take the cannon and leave the gnome no, behind. No, I'm going okay, to take gonna, the gnome and okay, leave so you're the, just cannon. Leaving the cannon. Yeah. Okay, so you got high tail it out of there. And like, you're running as fast. I like doing the fireman's okay, carry with so I want, I want uh, everyone to make dexterity saving throws. Um, I'm going to assume health fix that you fail yours because you're, you can't do anything because you're unconscious. Okay. So, uh, Enigma, tell me what you get. If anything's falling on top, I would use my own body to protect her. You're a little tiny cat. Three feet. Okay. Three feet. I mean, I'm three feet. I'm as big as she is. Okay. I'm three feet tall. He, okay. Oh, he, he's he. a he. Okay. No. 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 I, 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 okay. That. That. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay. And then I got a fourteen. Fourteen is not enough. Okay. So I'm gonna make some rolls over here. Oh, funny. What did that plus eight earlier even come from? The plus eight came from what? Hex? I just remember. I just remember. No, it's because it because oh, it was giant. He's giant. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a, yeah. It was giant and a crit. Okay. You've killed me. You've killed me, Pi. <laughs> okay. So welcome, that welcome is to the six the plus cat. six, twelve, twelve plus three, fifteen plus another two plus ten. Uh, so twenty-five points of fire damage to uh, Enigma. Okay, I'm still okay. I'm okay, still up. so like your back is like you know you're yeah, kind of digging away. Yeah, I'm in a lot away. of pain, but I'm right. there. I'm like twenty. Ah! Now, what what happens when someone who is dead takes damage? 
so this is why I want to cover her. I, I, I'm willing to take all her damage. Okay, so I got you, a nat 20 on mine. Okay, you take all that damage. Takes hers, you, I'll do that. You take the damage, 25 points. 25 points. Okay. And then well, I got the temp HP she gave me. So. Let's say Hellfix, I need you to make a death saving throw, please. Seventeen. Okay. Okay, you managed to make it. Okay. So you guys basically hightail it out as the entire Modron center of their whatever, capital, whatever, just basically just, it starts crumbling and falling from the skies and big chunks of flaming, uh, you know, superstructure and all that are like hitting the bridges. They crash into the train. Like it's chaos everywhere. But I'd like to, uh, as we're trying to escape, right. You know, I mean, this should be fairly well organized. Um, and there should be signs for, you know, like first aid or whatever. I'm looking for a first aid kit. Okay, uh, give me investigation at disadvantage. Disadvantage because there is so much panic going on. Okay, no problem. Um, choose my dice carefully. <laughs> uh, at disadvantage, uh, 17. Oh, that's pretty good. I would say you get a first aid kit. Okay, um, do I have time to administer it to Helfix? Let's say yes. Okay. So as the aftermath of the chaos, basically, and it takes hours and hours before anything even begins to resemble normalcy. And what's interesting in all of this is that you can see that there large segments and swaths of the population seem to return to normal as the strange storm behavior that was inside, uh, you know, creating these weird disruptions seems to no longer be there. Whatever force that was pulling the chaos into this area seems to have been dissipated and gone. Okay. So most of the people around you, things, even though like half of the city is destroyed, they're kind of going back to work just as like, you know, worker bees or, you know, worker yeah. ants would swarm all over the place and they're, they're actually becoming productive and they're just doing stuff. Right. But there is a small portion, maybe 10% of the Modron population that is wandering around like they don't know what's going on. And the weird thing is, is every now and then, like they look at you. And you can see that their behavior is independent, right? They're free! <laughs> right. And that's basically where I'm going to say you guys managed to find your way back. And in so doing, some of the Modrons return with you. And that's how the Modrons came from Mechanicus to arrive on Erewhon and are actually of free will. Cool. That's so cool. And with that, we will end this lovely tale of the adventures of Hellfix and her cat and changeling friend. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And scene. Okay, that's a wrap. This concludes part B of our episode. 
We hope you're enjoying the adventures of the G-Team as much as we're enjoying making it all up as we go along. We'll release part A of a new episode next week. In the meantime, have a great day. Stay safe, and don't forget to love each other. See you next time on Gold and Glory.